today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president of Vacuman, who sponsored this fine program, is with us once again. I uh, hope you had a good week. Uh, we mentioned this a little while ago in one of the programs about the uh, the Rotary Club uh, Christmas dinner at Kathy Weaver. Now, that was yesterday. How how'd everything go? If you, well, I mean, you guys have a, did you wear the red suit? And by the, I want our listeners to know this is not a Santa Claus suit. This is a red suit that's, uh, that's in right. the same color as Santa, in the tradition of Santa. Uh, but I know that in past years, the, the kids have just loved it. That's right. You know what? It's uh, it's funny you remember that, Bill. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the suit is infamous now. I mean, it's uh, it's it's one of those custom made suits that uh, I'm Santa's assistant, as I like to tell the kids. <laughs> uh, not anything. I had one little girl uh, once mentioned to me that uh, are you are you the devil? And I thought, well, this is horrible. <laughs> that this suit not, is- not the first time you've been asked that, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sad, the sad part was a little girl, but she was very happy. Wasn't scared. It was just very I guess I was the nice looking happiest devil ever but uh it was uh it was wonderful the rotary uh, club uh, hamilton christmas uh, celebration took place and uh, uh very proud to be involved with it very proud to be a sponsor of this great event and, and and again one of the reasons i'm proud to be a rotarian bill and uh and, and again we still have donations available online uh this a hundred percent of the proceeds go towards this program and over 600 children received a meal they got mittens they got a toque uh and a gift uh which uh our our rotary club very much supports literacy so the children were able to get a book uh as well so uh thank you so much for everyone that participated supported and were uh involved in this uh great event and we're very much looking forward to next year and where i wear my i'll call it my devil suit to support our (laughs) celebration uh moving forward i I know rotary are great but i mean you guys can do this without some great corporate support too so thanks to everybody who was in the background but still made this thing happen uh listen we were talking and we have been talking for the last couple of months now i guess about evs uh and and you've talked about some of the advances you know they're they're not the things that are going to wear out in six weeks like some people thought there's a lot of positive things have happened but we've always been concerned about the impact that they were going to have on the grid Uh, along comes uh elon of course with his tesla tractor trailer uh the story i saw this week adam says it takes a small town to recharge this. I mean, the the, the same amount of power, uh, hardly energy efficient, hardly cost efficient. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the researchers at MIT have actually, and this isn't something that's been done yet, Bill, but this is something they're working on. So the vision is that over the next five years, we're going to see EV vehicles on, on a massive scale, school buses, city buses, uh, recreational vehicles, uh, work trucks, uh across the board over the next let's say 10 years we will have a fleet of vehicles on the roads across north america now as you as you stated and it is true a tesla tractor trailer requires a small town to charge it um now that sounds like a one-way street all of these vehicles are drawing energy drawing power but this research group at mit is actually this is ingenious uh and i just want to comment that i'm glad we're thinking ahead already when we have that many vehicles, which by the way, we don't currently, but when we do, we're, there is it, uh, we're gonna have an opportunity to have the, the vehicles that are idle give back to the grid. 
So, you know, this is how smart they're being, Bill. So think about it. They're going to be computers on wheels with a with a battery. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'll give you a, a, a very clear one. A school bus is going to require a lot of electricity. It's got a going to have a large battery pack on it, but they only need to run in the morning and in the evening and possibly on a weekend. So there's a lot of idle time instead of the battery sitting with a charge, not, you know, utilized properly interconnected these vehicles when you plug them in will actually donate back to the grid so a tractor trailer that isn't mo uh, moving could be feeding the grid during those off times so mit is looking for a way that our fleet of electric vehicles can not only be a, not just be a drain off the system they can give back to the system so it's kind of a give and take situation so uh kind of like where you can right now samsung you can charge another samsung phone by holding up a battery and putting the other one beside it and they will charge you can actually uh charge up a battery of another samsung device back to back so mit is looking at ways that, uh, you know, it doesn't just become a grid sucking future. It's actually going to become a, uh, a call it a cycling, a true cycle of electricity could be, you know, charge your car, give your car charge back, that sort of thing. Well, for instance, to, to your point about tractor trailers, I mean, there are some companies that just use day trips. I mean, they don't do yeah. long hauling. So those trucks are sitting idle at night. I mean, they, they could be giving back into the grid then, I would think. That's right. Yes. And and the computer would then this is how, you know, we're thinking uh, uh, specifically of how they're scheduled and how they're planned. It would know that this truck's uh, uh, operation time will be between this time of the day and this time of the day. Now, factor this into the equation, Bill. We're talking about autonomous vehicles as well. So they're going to be, you know, if it's on a time schedule, like a school bus, I like to use that one because it's a pretty specific schedule. Yeah, um, that's you know, it doesn't need to be 100% or even 80% charged. It may only need a 40% charge. So while it's sitting at its 60%, it could give 20% back to the grid. And that's the mindset MIT is working with. Excellent stuff. Uh, amazing, amazing with the, the technology that they're using. Uh, let me segue from that to, to Twitter, which has been very controversial ever since Elon bought it. Uh, a lot of questions about how he's going to run it. And what his long-term plan is. I mean, you know, there's some people that said that's it. Twitter's dead now. Uh, he's he's got a vision, um, and I know it might be a little weird vision sometimes. Uh, but you've tied this in nicely to a, 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 something he's actually talked about before. Uh, he just doesn't own Twitter, of course. He has five other companies, and he has a long-term technological vision for it. Explain that to us. Well, he owns a company, and, and this isn't public, by the way. This is not a shareholder-owned company. This is exclusively uh, privately owned and operated by Elon Musk and other. Uh, there's other members that are involved in the company. But Neuralink is one company that he has started, and they have made phenomenal advancements. And, uh, you know, as we talk about what Twitter's got with data and information and, you know, is he uh, letting Donald Trump have a Twitter account or Donald Trump doesn't want his Twitter account or whatever the drama is behind a Twitter, um, Neuralink is really something that is getting, uh, I think, is going to get a little more uh, attention. So let me first of all identify what is Neuralink. Mm -hmm. uh, his company is basically microchips, and I'm talking minuscule thinner than a, than a thread of hair, Bill. And what it does is it actually sends off an electrode to the brain 
and it's embedded in the skull again not embedded as you know you're looking at a microchip on a computer in your head it is the the like i said as thin as a hair and this little microbe can now be used and it's called the n1 it can communicate wirelessly with your bodily functions so those that are quadriplegics those that are uh prosthetics those that are uh, uh, limited, possibly with a physical disability of any capacity, or even to the degree of Alzheimer's or uh, say, you know, which is another topic uh, we'll talk about later, but this is extremely advanced and they have, they being Neuralink, Elon Musk's uh, company has really advanced it from a medical science. Now, that's all great and dandy, but one of the reasons why I bring it up is that in the last week, uh, there was comments about Twitter and them being removed when, from Apple. And of course, we know there's a big, you know, I don't know, it seems like everyone's puffing their chest, doing their, their, their whole masculinity of, uh, I don't need you, you don't need me. But this is why, the reason I bring this up is Elon Musk commented uh, when it was asked, if Twitter was pulled from the Apple store, then, you know, what would Twitter do? Would it be the demise of Twitter? Would it fall apart? And the joke was, or the comment on social media is that, well, he would start up his own phone or his own uh, watch or uh, wearable. And Elon Musk made this comment on Twitter directly and said, not at all. The phone and smartware are old news. No one's using that anymore. No one's building that anymore. And his comment was, uh, his vision, by the way, if anyone wants to really get to it, is yes, this microchip is going to help with those with disabilities and, and so forth. His thought is to take it even a step further. This microchip will be able to be used to link into your uh, corneal on your eye, and you'll be able to actually connect with your smart devices, um, very much like the sci-fi movies and TV shows we're seeing on Netflix and all the others. He actually is moving towards that vision. You won't need to wear a helmet. You won't need to wear a device on you. You'll be able to put this very, very small microchip in your body and be able to link up with the internet or with your smart devices. So you would, you know, blink once and a little uh, heads up display would come up within your eyes without putting glasses on or otherwise. And you'll be able to make a phone call, connect all of that. Uh, that is, and it's happening, Bill. That's the point I was getting at is it's revolutionary from a medical side, but his vision is no, you know, in, in Elon Musk's vision is no one's going to buy a physical phone. No one's going to buy a physical watch anymore. You're just going to get a microchip, upgrade your chip, and you'll be able to use your natural human body to make a phone call, do a video call or otherwise. Phenomenal stuff. Uh, listen, you mentioned dementia uh, just a little while ago uh, and Alzheimer's and uh, it's it's scary. I mean, we are living longer and, the, you know, like everything else, the brain deteriorates and it's it's a pretty frightening uh, proposal. Uh, but we got the story this week, Adam, that there have been some incredible, incredible scientific breakthroughs in 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 actually dealing with this. What What have you heard? Well, yeah, one of the reasons I bring this up is, is as I mentioned, those the whole thing with Neuralink is in the future. What's happened today? is that in uh, uh, clinical trials in San Francisco have made revolutionary uh, uh, prog progress. And the FDA has announced that, and when I say the coming months, within uh, spring of 2023, uh, there is going to be a release of a, of a medical uh, a chemical that is going to help with Alzheimer's. And the challenge is, is obviously that as we get older, it's like a plaque buildup on your brain. And I'm not a science or a doctor. Someone else can speak more intelligent about it. But the medicine uh, is called lec 
I'm saying it probably wrong, lecanemab um, could be available. And what I say and share with everyone is that uh, it's going to slow it down. So, so much so it's been proven. It can slow down. If you've been diagnosed with early onsets of Alzheimer's, this medic medication is going to be able to actually help with dementia. And, and I didn't even know this. There are 400,000, over 400,000 uh, in Canada with Alzheimer's and 75,000 cases a year, Bill are right now uh, continuously being announced. So uh, we can't always count on Elon Musk to save the world. So I just wanted to let people know, uh, as much as he gets all the attention, there's real science, real medication that's coming out. And, and it's a great progress uh, when it comes to Alzheimer's and the advancement of how we can help. We've talked a lot about Microsoft and, and Apple operating systems, uh, but they're not alone uh, in that. Uh, what, what's this? Because I, I hadn't heard of it before. Linux, is that what it's called? L-I-N-U-X? Yeah, Linux is, is a Linux. very nerdy, nerdy program. Actually, Red Hat, uh, our, our owner of our Tiger Cats, has very much built his whole platform on Linux. Okay. Um, so Microsoft and, and Apple and, and Android, for that matter, have been the primary operating systems we're all aware of. However, I just wanted to let everyone know that there's a, a new operating system, and it's called Orange Pi. Now, uh, why that's important is that Linux is a programming language. It's very much if you're a programmer, grassroots. You don't want to be tied to a, a, a Play Store or an Apple App Store, and you like to be really raw. Those are those are kind of the systems. Linux is is probably your choice. So, uh, but the new program that I think is going to be important in coming out is called Orange Pi. And why I'm sharing this with you is that it's uh, this operating system is capable of doing very much all that we can do today. Get on the internet, write a program, write a, do write a document. It integrates with Apple, with Microsoft, and with Android. So you're no longer restricted by those operating systems. But again, uh, two things. One, all computers. So say a computer from 2009, I believe that's what we're uh, using still at the radio station, Bill, but um, just for good news, <laughs> the computers can now be upgraded to this new operating system and they can run efficiently and fast. And why that's uh, very good is because these computers no longer have to go to a landfill site. They can actually be upgraded with an operating system all of these old computers that have been sitting in uh, offices since 2000 to 2010 can now have this operating system called Orange Pi, and they can operate more efficiently. They can be less uh, uh, likely to fall inside a landfill system. So uh, again, this could be used for third world countries. It could be could be used at home. Could be used for someone who doesn't have the ability to afford the latest and greatest. However, um, another note. Huawei, which by the way is no longer technically in Canada, North America for that matter, is also operating on this basis. And again, I'll tell everyone it's called Orange Pie and it's uh, based off of a Raspberry operating system. Uh, I'm probably speaking things everyone's unsure. No, I'm not talking about the fruit market, folks. This is actually software and, and very simplistic computers. So uh, two things. Old computers no longer have to go to the landfill. They can be integrated to run in today's world and operating properly. Uh, and it is not restrictive by any other platform that exists today. Weren't you smart to hang on to that Commodore? Now you can use it again. <laughs> Still, it's, it's, it's in. I know it's in the back of the closet, but you know, you knew there was going to be a day, didn't you? 
I did. I did. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I blew the I blew the dust off the tape cassette from my Vic Twenty, and I was like, "Okay, girl, it's let's turn this up and make her dance." There you go. Uh, everything old is new again. Uh, you got nicked the other day. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had actually a few a few nicks. Um, you know, and and the red light cameras in the city are phenomenal, and I'm not complaining at all. I think they're great. And I'll tell you, I now stop at greens. That's how much I'm, I'm now. I'm just taking precautions. I'm just going. Forget it. If I see a flashing hand anywhere, I'm just stopping. Forget it. Yell at me. I don't care. Anyway, the point I'm talking about is that we look at a three hundred dollar fine, and we and you know it's it hurts a lot. Sure. Well. I want to just share with the folks that is horrible. Trust me. But this past week's Meta or Facebook, I don't even know what to call it anymore, Bill, because I'm not sure if anyone recognized, but Facebook we know well is hit with a 372 million Canadian dollar uh, over its data protection commission over privacy. It just got hit in Ireland with that 372 million. Now that's not the story. Let me just preface this with a little bit more. Regulators have now also, uh, this is just in the last month, that's what they got hit with. Uh, they also got nailed with another fine of, uh, uh, in two, 2021, 360 million Canadian, this is Canadian dollars, 360 million for WhatsApp privacy. And then in September, this past year with Instagram, also got hit with a 569 million Canadian dollar fine for how it's handling data belonging to children. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, I I, I look at those $300 red light cameras and going, you know what? I didn't get a billion dollar fines in the last four months. So I'm doing pretty good overall. But just to be clear, this is something that we knew was going to be happening um, with res with respects to privacy and how the data is being used and otherwise. This is a continued challenge for uh, for Facebook and, and Google and Amazon. This is in, by the way, the European Union. That's where the fines are coming from. Just to be clear, where the who's fining them? It's coming out of Europe uh, with their new data protections. And if they are not living up to what needs to be done, they're going to be continuously hit with billion dollar fines each year. Uh, the European Union is the one that also gave us uh, standard charging things too. So, I mean, these guys are very proactive. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1130. Uh, brought to you by Vacuman. Adam Oldfield, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.